welcome back to Say It Ain't So, Joe. My name is Joe, and I've got something to say. Today's Season 1, Episode 7, Woke Lambs. That's right. Once you go woke, your life's a joke. So, sadly, I think that the American people... The, I don't want to say majority. That's not true. I don't have any stats on it. But I even just one is bad enough in my opinion but sadly I think that a good percentage and I mean good percentage because it's it's significant a good percentage or a significant amount of Americans have become woke over the last five years five to ten years and it's not it's not their fault and I know it's not one of you that are listening I know that for sure so I'm not going to say it's not your fault because I know it ain't one of you guys or gals. But uh, it's not their fault because that's, it's the, it's, that's because the powers that be want us to be woke little lambs who can't think for themselves. Why is that? Because they, that's how they can control the people. And they need the support of the woke lambage to do that. Let's call it. Let's call the group of woke lambs lambage. I know that's not a real word. We're, we're a real word, but let's let's go with that. The woke lambage. So, you know, for example, like the powers that be, right? They want to take away our guns. You know, and I love my 300 blackout rifle. They want to take away our guns. So we cannot protect ourselves or defend ourselves. We can't protect our families. We can't protect our property. Because you know, I'm, I'm sure they would love, the powers that be would love, for example, all these migrants uh, that are coming over. And again, I said this before, there's a good percentage, I'm sure, that aren't, uh, you know, Boy Scouts and, and Girl Scouts. So I think the powers that be would love nothing more from for for. The migrants that come now just walk across our non-border onto our own property and just take our stuff. I'm sure they would love, they would chuckle. They would chuckle at their little dinner parties at that. Unless it happened to them, of course. So in order to do that, in order for the powers that be to, to take away our rights, our Second Amendment right, they need the woke lambage to be on board with that. And they are more than happy, more than happy to do that. In fact, I told you, I told you, I think I said this the other day. I think I did. I don't remember now, but I'm going to tell you anyway. <clears throat> I was having this conversation and I try not to get into political conversations. I really try not to. I was having this conversation with this moron named uh, Dave, right? And I don't know, <clears throat> I don't know how it transpired, but he just right away, right, right off the bat, um, he was, uh, I don't know how it got in the conversation about guns and all this stuff, but he was dead against, uh, the AR-15 rifle. And I, I understand his point because this guy, he lives in Bristol, Connecticut, where in October, um, two cops were ambushed going to some, um, domestic violence call 
uh, between two brothers. I think two brothers were fighting, or that's how the call came in. But I think I believe it was a fake call. And the minute the two, the the first two cops responded, the one the one brother, <clears throat> he uh, he um, I think he was like hiding in, in the, like next to the house and by the bushes or something, and uh, he just unleashed his AR-15 into these two cops and and um i know he killed one yeah he killed no he actually killed them both the first two responding ones and then the third guy that responded he shot him as well but i think that guy that third cop was the one who who lit him up um i think with his just his uh, his um his handgun his semi-automatic um handgun and um and that guy survived and I think was in a hospital for a little bit. So I get wh- I get where this guy's coming from. And he's he's some kind of retired or, or was an EMT or something. This guy Dave I'm talking about. So I get where he's coming from because that was a big thing in the town of Bristol. It was very emotional, you know, for the town people, you know. And so I get that. I get that. But I said to him, and I told him, I said, well, I understand what you're saying. But, you know, what about like in your own home? You know, he's like, no, no, I don't believe in guns and this and that. I said, well, how, you know, how are you going to, and, and the guy was married and didn't have kids or anything. But I said, I said, how are you going to, you know, what do you do to protect yourself in your own home? And he says, well, I have a baseball bat. <laughs> I just thought, you know, how ridiculous that is. So he's, he's clearly one of the woke lamage. And, um, you know, if, if you get enough of them, you could do really some real damage. So I'm not, uh. I'm concerned. I'm concerned that things are getting worse and worse with the woke lamage. So, anyway, so I was watching the Super Bowl, just as an aside. I was watching just bits and pieces, not much. I wasn't really too impressed. I'm not a big Super Bowl, Super Bowl guy. Um, I would have liked to have seen the commercials, but I didn't even get a chance to see that. I just saw really, um, I saw one part with... I guess it was the halftime show at Rihanna. And I've never been a Rihanna fan, believe me. Although there was like one song I thought she did pretty good. So as soon as I saw her up there, and I don't even know what that godforsaken red tomato outfit was. And all the other... I don't know. (laughs) I don't even know what the theme was. Was that... Were those what the, the... the characters in the white suits, were they sperm cells or something? I don't even know what they were supposed to be. But anyway, so as soon as I saw her and I saw that she wasn't looking too hot, I didn't realize that she was pregnant um, like everybody else did. I just wasn't impressed. Excuse me. I wasn't impressed, so I turned it off right away. Um, and then, you know what, though? I saw, obviously, the more, more I saw more about the clips the next day about the Super Bowl. And, um, it, you know, it's... And then all the other stuff started coming out, how everybody hyped it up that usually, see, usually in the Super Bowl, I don't even know who's in it until like the day over the day before. That's how much I don't care about the Super Bowl. It's just that I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of watching sports. When I was a kid, I played them. I didn't watch them that much. I, I was too busy playing it. I was too busy being on the field. I wasn't the guy off the field that knew all the stats and stuff like that. You know that kind of guy, right? Because those are the guys that can't play. They just know all the stats. So I was, you know... Never a big fan of watching sports, honestly. But the next, but I saw how they were, they were hyping it up. I guess about two, um, both the quarterbacks were black, and like that's such a big deal. Like it's such a, a monumental thing. And even, even the P 
people in the industry, I, I don't know if these guys were other coaches and things like that, even they, even they were saying how, well, we don't, you know, we don't look at it like that. They're just two great athletes. And that was numerous times, and I think that wasn't the first time something like this was brought up. Because I remember something happened in the past, uh, like in the last year, that, it, that some issue came up. And again, other coaches were asked about something, and they said, listen, it really doesn't, we don't look at it like that. Something like that. And um, so they're just, you know, the, the woke media, they're trying to be like, I don't know what they're trying to convey, but they're really just making it worse. And it's the way they hype it, the way they hyped it up about these two quarterbacks, just the fact that they were black was just ridiculous. And I remember too, I think it was both. I know it was Morgan Freeman for sure. And I think it was also Denzel Washington that basically they, over the like a while back, they were asked about something again regarding race. And they said, well, if you stop talking about it, if you stop referring to me as black and you as white or vice versa, then there's no issue with race. Am I right? Like, that's basically how they presented to the idiot that was asking them the question. The idiot interviewer, the idiot media host, the woke media. So again, this is coming out again. What's the big deal? And uh, I really think the woke media is just... I guess they're the, uh, what's the word? I guess they're the the leaders of the woke lamage. And they're just, they're constantly making issues out of something that makes no sense, that that's irrelevant. Even on the, um, the news, the next morning, uh, I think it was the, the day after the Super Bowl or the next day, or maybe it was yesterday, I forgot what it was. It was one day this week, and they were making a big deal about some some guy a war veteran, which I totally respect, because he was black and he didn't get his promotion or some medal, but now he finally got it. Like, they made such an issue out of it because he was black. And as if... And maybe right, maybe rightly so... Not I shouldn't say rightly so, but maybe, in fact, he didn't get this medal or this promotion or, or designation, whatever they were talking about. Maybe he didn't get it you know, 60, oh no, this, was, this guy was older. Maybe he didn't get it like 70 years ago because times were different then. And of course, I'm not saying it's right, but maybe that's why he didn't get it. So, you know, what's the big deal now? He got it. So again, the day after the Super Bowl, I'm watching the clips and they're making a big, big deal. Well, on social media, they were making a big deal about uh, about Rihanna and all this stuff. And supposedly, during her performance, she 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 grabs her crotch or, or scratches her crotch and then sniffs her fingers. <laughs> and as soon as I saw that, my God, Rihanna, who I didn't like to begin with, you know what she turned? You know what she became right away when I saw that? She became, as we as we said in Brooklyn, New York, she became a three dollar hoe, right? She couldn't get $5 because she didn't have a full set of teeth. So that's what a $3 hole was. A $3 hole was a $5 hole that had a few teeth missing. So the minute I saw Rihanna do that, scratch her, cr- scratch her crotch and sniff her fingers in front of millions of, Americans, millions of Americans, including children, she became a $3 hole from Brooklyn North, from East New York, in my opinion. And what happened the next day? This one female black uh, hostess on one of these dopey shows like Good Morning America, something like that. She's like, oh, did you catch Rihanna's stellar performance? Stellar? 
stellar performance from a $3 hole? Oh my god. Unbelievable. But that's what they want us to believe. That's what they want the lamage, the woke lamage to uh, to believe that Rihanna had a stellar performance and that um, it's monumental that the two quarterbacks for the Super Bowl are black. That's what that's what's really important these days. And in my opinion, it it just it divides us. And like I said in, in my earlier episodes, that I just I don't want to see division between black and white. I don't want to. See, I don't want to see any division at all between who, you know any color or or religion or anything. I don't because it doesn't it doesn't help. We're all Americans, or we're all supposed to be Americans. This this kind of BS, this kind of horse shit. By the, by the woke media who think they're in charge of teaching us something, who think they're giving us life lessons. Listen, just report the news, jerky. Okay? Or you want to report a human interest story? Great. But don't teach us a lesson. I don't need that. I personally don't need that. But they're just hyping everything up. They're, they're, they're spreading this. They are the ones that are dividing the nation. Now, they love to say Trump did that. Trump divided the nation. No, he didn't do that. No, it's people's hatred for Trump divided the nation. The woke media divided the nation. And they do it every day. You know, they're trying to teach us a life lesson. Now, I also want to point out, this is, this is something that I have a little experience about. Um, you know, I didn't research or read up on it. I'm not that, this is not what I'm doing. I'm just really stating my opinion based on my experience. That's all. So another thing I want to point out is that um, this whole thing with China and the balloons, like I mentioned the other day, it's just a, a big smoke and mirrors thing. Like I said the other day, you know, it's it's trying to get us away from from not only is it now trying to get the American people, right, the non-lamage like us, like you and I, the real Americans. And also, it wants the, the Lamage to believe this too, that everything's okay with China, and um, and um, Joe Biden hasn't been, you know, selling out America, get taking money from China. So this is all distraction, right? The whole smoke and mirrors thing. But I want to mention something else about about China because I know I know for many many years, and I think. Um, I don't know if it's specifically China. I don't know if America, the American government does this for other, you know, foreign national groups. But I know for a fact, and I do know for a fact that for a while, and it may still be happening, the American government was giving China, they were giving them visas to allow a Chinese national to stay in America. I don't know if it was a temporary thing. I don't know if it was permanent. I don't know if it was a blank check. I don't know what it was. But the American government at one time was issuing so many visas per a certain number, a certain amount of money that was invested in American business. In other words, if, if a Chinese group 
And sadly, the problem with Chinese, we don't know if it's if it's just Chinese businessmen or it's the Chinese Communist Party. We, we're not really sure because it might be one and the same. And that's really that's how it becomes a problem. But I don't even believe in Chinese wealthy Chinese businessmen coming over to America and buying our land, buying our farmland, buying our businesses. I don't like that. I don't, I don't want to. I really don't want to see that. But sadly, it's happening. So what was going on is this was called EB5 money, and I don't know what that what that stood for. I don't know if that was some kind of law, or statute, or something. I don't know what that was, but it was called EB5 money, where the American government was giving Chinese people, I don't know, if the, or the Chinese government, a certain amount of visas per, let's say, million dollars invested into an American business. So in other words, if a group of Chinese businessmen or slash CCP, Chinese Communist Party, if they were going to buy, let's say, a a restaurant, um, nationwide restaurant franchise or chain, and whatever, how much money they invested, or if they bought property, like commercial property, things like that, for every certain amount of money invested, our government, right, would give whoever's spending this money certain amount of visas to allow their people to have free reign in our country it was going on for the longest time I don't know the what the incentive was I don't know why we need you know Chinese business money in America I don't know why we need that but it was that's what was going on for a long time and it may still be and I do, I never heard of it to any other group so I don't know what the China thing had to do with it. I don't get it and again, I don't get why, you know, what's his name, Wong or something? I don't get why a guy by the name of Wong owns the New York Islanders hockey team. Like, how that, that, that how non-American is that? Now, you may say to yourself, or to me, hey, Joe, you sound a little racist. I'm not racist when it comes to, you know, white, black, white, brown, whatever you want to call it, white, you know jab, whatever you want to call it. I'm not racist when it comes to that, but I'll be honest with you, and I don't mind saying it, I'm not, I never have been big on on Chinese people, or Asians, I should say. I haven't. I'll be honest with you. Um, I'm not a big fan of Asian of Asians. I'm just not. I never was. And, um, and this was for a long time. It might have started when I became a cop in 1992 because that's when I noticed more. Like for example, in 92, when I, I'm sorry, in 92 when I became a cop, I I noticed that the, like the Chinese people, let's say from Chinatown in Manhattan, the Fifth Precinct, you know, you could like they were tough to deal with because they're very tight knit communities. God forbid a crime happens, they're not going to say anything. So you know, I'm sure a lot of communities are like that, the Russian communities or whatever the case may be, but. Or other communities in in the city, you know, but it it was definitely prominent in the Chinese communities, and I'm sure the same in San Francisco or L.A. That then you're not going to get any support from them, any information from them regarding crimes or investigations, and you know that in itself doesn't say that they're bad people. But that's when I first started noticing, you know, something different about the Chinese the Asian people and I found them to be very smug people also which that's what I really don't like about Asians I find them to be very smug now I 
you know, I, I love my Asian doctor, my my urologist. He's dynamite. I've worked with with um, I had an Asian partner in uh, in the two eight squad up in Harlem when I was an NYPD detective. I worked with a couple of Asian guys on um, uh, when I was a federal agent. You know, I mean, great guys. But as a, as a as a whole, as a population or a a group. I just find Asians to be very smug. I do. I, I'm not. I'm not afraid to say it. I just do. I remember too, in '93 when I got married and had my honeymoon and uh, went on my my honeymoon in Hawaii, which seems to be dominated by Japanese. I guess they own all of Hawaii because I, I don't know. I guess do we feel sorry for bombing them? Is that what it was years ago? So what I didn't like about them was that I remember walking down a, a narrow sidewalk by the hotel. It might have been in Maui or Kauai, I forget where it was, with my bride, to my bride, my new bride, and it was a guy, a Japanese guy, and maybe two or three Japanese women, and they would not, they, they took up the width of the sidewalk, they would not move over at all, and my, my, my wife at the time was in front, they would not move at all for her to pass, and I swear to God, I wanted to punch the four of them in the face. I clearly didn't because I was a cop, but I do. I find them to be very smug Asians, and sadly, as a government, we're allowing them to buy up our land, own our professional sports teams, and now this whole corruption thing with, with the Biden mafia, which is going to come out in the wash, my friends, this is just years and years of allowing Asians to just come and, and take they're slowly taking over America and now we're starting to see it I saw it years ago but now it's really in our face it's really in our face and if you saw the way Biden that moron was interviewed the other day by, by I, I don't forget who it was but the guy said to Biden he says to Biden he asked him you know do you how do you feel about this uh the, the balloon, the China balloon. How do you feel about that being, uh, you know, uh, uh, a significant threat to America or a significant breach? Breach. I think that's how he said it. A significant security breach. And Dopey Biden, you saw what he said? Eh, it wasn't much of a breach. You know, they've been doing it for years. I mean, that said it all right there. And, and you, we know he's he's allowing whatever he can because he's getting paid. Him and his retarded son are getting paid. Him and his dopey crackhead, you know, who amassed the son are getting paid. Russian who amassed the son are getting paid. So I I just it, it's just disgusting. It really is, and it's, it's all going to come out in the wash, you know. And now, if you haven't heard already, like I said the other day, you know. Um, the, you know, the I don't know if it's Chinese business people or the CCP, Chinese Communist Party, are buying up farmland supposedly, you know, near some of our military facilities, or they're just buying up farmland in general because they are having a they <coughs> they are either having or anticipate a huge food crisis. So they're going to come buy our land, and you think they're growing corn for us? Nah, don't think so. Don't think so. And again, I think it was, what, Henry Kissinger? I think it was Henry Kissinger that said, the people who control the food control the people. So, you know, the writing is on the wall, my friends. And, you know, clearly the woke language, they can't, they're not going to see it. 
which is sad. But thank God you and I see it, right? So I'm very, very concerned. And sadly, this whole woke, you know, this whole wokeness nonsense in our schools and, and um, you know, allowing critical race theory and, you know, trans, uh, I don't know what you want to call them. Like I said the other day, I couldn't, I don't even know what it's called today. But, um, you know, <laughs> what's going on in schools? It's just crazy. And then, uh, at least, this, at least Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, at least he had the balls to, uh, um, like, I guess, I guess the state university system in Florida, they want to, they're trying to push this, uh, some AP class, or maybe it's maybe it's in the high schools, the AP class. It's a Black History thing, and and it and he was okay with the Black History part because you know why not? We we should all learn about everybody's histories, right? Because that's important. I think that's important. I I'm the first one. You know, I I mean I, I love history. I think it's important. You know, and uh, but I guess within that program was some inserted some other horse shit, and that's what he didn't like. But of course, now the uh, that whoever was putting that program together I don't know if it's a state school board I don't know if, if it's a university I don't know who is now wants to like sue Florida for libel give me a break you know it's just too much of a woke society it's just sad to see what's going on and and the woke lamage of America I don't even want to call them Americans they, they, they shouldn't be allowed to be called Americans they're just bringing us down they are Oh, and what and what was that thing about in the Super Bowl? Apparently, I didn't know this again because I didn't watch it. There was a a black, a black anthem sung before the the the, the national anthem that should only should be the only only anthem. So, and it's funny that I saw a clip of that and and the black female singing the song. I don't know who she who she was and and they were panning to some of the black athletes. <laughs> And they're looking like, what the hell is this? They had these looks on their faces of like, like disbelief. Like, what? A, why? Why are we listening to this horse shit? What? What happened to the national anthem? You know? I mean, I know as a kid playing sports, I remember. I remember playing sports. I think it was. I, it was ice hockey. Whenever we played an ice hockey game, the rink played the national anthem. And I think also at some Little League Baseball games, too. So as a kid, I grew up listening to the National Anthem at during sporting events. Or when you went to a, like when you went to a professional sporting event or like a hockey game or something like that. Because my dad would take me to a couple of hockey games, ice hockey games at Madison Square Garden. Baseball games at Shea Stadium in Queens. Um, I never had the luxury of going to Yankee Stadium in the Bronx, but the National Anthem was always played, and it was a big part of growing up. And um, and I'll be honest with you, I never, I never felt more strongly about the National Anthem until 9-11, when, when... Um, all the my God! Well, I mean, all the cops and firefighters that died in the World Trade Center, along with the people that worked there, 
and all that and all the people that worked for Cannon Fitzgerald. I mean, everyone, whoever worked there or was visiting the buildings who got killed, I remember days for weeks after at church every Sunday, you know, there was always a memorial for this firefighter whose body was just recovered or this cop or this, this you know, person from the Cannon Fitzgerald or whatever the case may be. And, and whenever that, at that time, right after 9-11, whenever the national anthem played for whatever reason, it actually brought tears to me. I didn't realize until the attack of 9-11 what the national anthem really meant. I never, I never really, I never really, I guess, truly, like, I always listened to the words, but the words didn't have as much effect. The, the words of the Star Spangled Banner had didn't have as much effect or power until to, for me until 9-11. Because then it was just a song at sporting events, but at 9/11, then I or the, you know the months you know following 9/11, whenever I heard the national the national anthem, that the words you know I, I started listening to the words and the power of those words. So, I'm sorry. Why do we need a black anthem? Is there a need for that? I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. So. All this wokeness is just making, I don't know, it's just ma- it's making our country weak as a nation. And we have, we've always had enemies, you know, the Taliban, communist, Chinese, Chinese Communist Party, Russia. We've always had enemies. And thank God we've always been powerful as a nation for the most part, that they were afraid to come after us, even though there were some attacks, right? But now, clearly, because Joe Biden's such a useless buffoon and and just a corrupt gangster, that, you know, now these, these, these enemies of ours feel more empowered to come after us and one thing I will say about the Asians as much as I again I'll, I don't mind saying I don't like them I just don't like them as a people they're smug one thing I will say is they're very they're very shrewd they're very smart and they're, they're slowly taking over our our land and they're gonna hit us I think so hard at some point they're just playing with us now and laughing at us, and I, I don't know who's going to come after us first. I mean, I don't know. Remember, I said the other day that you know the Taliban—they—they they don't even have to have sleeper cells anymore. They're just walking over the non-border and you know grabbing an apartment in the story of Queens. There's no need for sleeper cells anymore. So we've got them to worry about. You know, Russia clearly is a, is a, is not afraid of us. They were afraid of Trump. Um. You know, Xi Jinping, he met with, uh, he has an alliance now with uh, the Arab nations that were respectful and afraid of Trump at one time. Now we have that. You know, basically we have all our enemies are empowered now. And, you know, we may be on the brink of World War III because of that. I'm, 
I'm seriously afraid for our country. I'm afraid for the hardworking American. And I just wish the uh, the woke lamage would just literally wake up tomorrow and see what's going on. Thanks for listening to Say It Ain't So, Joe. My name is Joe. I will chat with you as soon as I can.